0: Hey there Penguins fans, happy Wednesday, October 12th, the day before Pittsburgh Penguins regular season hockey returns to your airwaves, television screens, all that. I am absolutely fired up for Thursday night, but for today's episode, we're going to preview the game against the Arizona Coyotes, a very winnable game for the Penguins. and I'll get into um, those reasons <clears throat> a little later on for the episode, but to start off the show, the first thing we're going to get into some practice updates, go into what the very likely lineup is going to look like for your Pittsburgh Penguins on Thursday night against the Coyotes, going to the penalty kill units, power play units, all of that good stuff. And also an injury update on Teddy Blueger if he's maybe going to suit up for the game he spoke to the media. And then later on in the show, we'll do a full preview of the game against Arizona and dive into their numbers from last year and dive into who you will be seeing in their lineup because um, let's just say they're probably going to be really bad this year. So that's all coming up right after this drop. Your locked on penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh penguins, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the locked on penguins podcast. I'm your host. Hunter Hodes, remember to follow me on Twitter, at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter, at Penguins. And, of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So you'll have the rest of tonight on Wednesday and then all day on Thursday to listen to this preview episode. I will have a recap of the game directly after um, it concludes. So usually I start recording around 9.30 on Thursday nights. You'll have that right away. And then Friday I will have a full preview episode for the game against Tampa Bay. So that will wrap up the podcast for this week. And then obviously I'll recap the game on Monday. I'll be going to the game on Saturday. Um, another PSA. If you all are going to that game, you know, let me know. You can shoot me a DM on any social media. You can follow me on Instagram. If you don't have a Twitter, you can message me on either of the Twitter accounts. Um, you know, just, you leave a comment on YouTube, something like that. Um, Just let me know. You know, I would love to you know, potentially meet up with some listeners and just get to know you guys and all that stuff. But I'm just really excited to head back to PPG for the first time since basically the COVID shutdown. So really excited about that. But the Penguins, they had their final pre well, preseason. They had their final practice before their first game of the season on Wednesday. They'll have a morning skate, I'm sure. Um, Excuse <clears> me. <throat> at PPG Paints Arena on Thursday, probably like 10, 30, 11, or something like that. And the lines that you will see for tomorrow are as follows. Um, the first line remains intact. Jake Ensel with Sidney Crosby and Ricard Raquel. Jason Zucker, Evgeny Malkin, and Brian Rust as second line. Denton Heinen, Jeff Carter, Kasperi Kapman as your third line. Brock Begin, Ryan Paling, and Josh Archibald. Teddy Bluger did join the team for practice, was kind of in a no-contact jersey, was doing work on the PK um, but was not taking any line rushes. Uh, though Mike Sullivan did say after practice that Bluger has not been ruled out. So right now is a game-time decision. We'll have to see when he's asked tomorrow after the morning skate if Bluger does show up. I'm sure Sullivan will probably just say it's a game-time decision. But anyway, if you're asking me, I think they may hold him out right now. Um, for a full update, Bluger actually did speak with everyone after practice, and he said this has just been an injury that <clears throat> has just been really bugging him. The last couple of weeks. He said he hasn't he doesn't think he's had a setback, but he, he it sounds like it's not the recovery process is not going as he expected it to, which is just, you know, making him a bit upset. So he said there's no timetable timetable on, excuse me, but the fact that he's already practicing, even though it's in non-contact form, <clears throat> I gotta think he's coming back sooner. Rather than later. if it's not tomorrow, maybe it's Saturday, maybe it's next week. Um, but you know, for the first time in quite a long time, the penguins are mostly fully healthy. Uh, going into the regular season. If Bluger is able to go against the Coyotes, looks a little unlikely right now, but you know, Mike Sullivan did not rule him out. Uh, Ryan Paling will come out and he will center the fourth line with Brock McGinn and Josh Archibald. It looks like Archibald has won that 12th forward spot. Brian Dumlin, Chris Tang as your defense, Marcus Pedersen, Jeff Petrie for your second pairing, and then P.O. Joseph and Jan Ruta as the third pair. So yes, <clears throat> excuse me, I will take the L. <clears throat> I said Ty Smith was probably going to be up by Thursday. That did not happen. You can all can save a giant L to my forehead, I will gladly be wrong about that and take the L. Um, I, You know, I don't really want to make predictions right now because y- you never really know. I mean, maybe he's up in a week or two, something like that, Ty Smith, of course, that is. <clears throat> but I think they really want to give POJ a shot here um, until they can maybe find a trade for him or find a trade for someone else, something like that. I think they want to see what they have in this player. It's time to you know, actually give him NHL minutes. He does not belong in the AHL right now. Um, I think Jan Ruta will be able to carry him. I mean, for God's sakes, this player played on the top pairing in Tampa Bay with Victor Hedman. He should be totally fine playing with POJ. Um, you know, Maybe Joseph gets a nice little run here, five, ten games. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's a little shorter. But um, he's definitely going to play, I think, in the next at least two games. Um, <clears throat> I'm not really sure if he's going to be playing on the Western Canada road trip, which is in a couple of weeks. We'll have to see, but you know, he he's won the job for now, but he can't get too comfortable because as soon as they can bring Ty Smith up, when they have cap room, they are going to do it. The coaching staff really likes him. The Management staff really likes him. He had a good camp, good preseason. In my opinion, he was better than Joseph. If they had the salary cap room, he would be starting on opening night <coughs> um, next to Jan Ruta. He is going to be up here sooner rather than later, um, but you know we'll have to see. Could, could POJ play him? Sure. You know maybe he has a great start to regular season, and you can't take him out of the lineup. But you know we'll have to see what happens with that. All the other defensive pairings are fine. I want to see how Brian Dumoulin responds this year. Um, struggled again down the stretch. His skating just has not been the same. He's just his foot speed has just lost a lot. Um, so does not look like the same skater at all. I think a lot of those last couple of severe injuries have really just done a big damage to him with regards to that. um, His decision-making hasn't always been up to par these last couple of years either. We know his offense hasn't been there. He's been known to be a a good defensive defenseman, but when that part of his game starts to go, then it gets a little concerning. You know, this is a contract year for him he needs to at least play semi-okay if he's going to go out on the open market and get a a nice little contract for himself. I don't think it's going to be from the Penguins, at least from how we stand right now. I know he's a respected veteran of his team has been with them for the last seven, eight years. But, you know, this is a big year for him. And, you know, he has a chance to really start fresh, I think, for this game um, against the Arizona Coyotes. Um, I'm just making sure I got everything here. Um, So I had to pause something real quick there. But going back to the forward group a little bit, the one line that I'm really intrigued about is that Heinen-Carter captain line. It is such a wild card to me, truly. You have three players on there with, you know, did they really mesh that well? You know, Heinen's, I guess, kind of the score on that line had 18 goals last year. I know Jesse on my Monday episode was saying that he could score up to 20 this year. I'm not as bullish as him as on that. I think I have him at 12 to 15 this year. I mean, could easily prove me wrong and score 18 to 20 again, but I think that 12 to 15 range is maybe a bit better. Jeff Carter, you know, he's, that defensive player, but can also chip in offensively, decent playmaker. And then you have Kisperi Kaepernick, who is just, you know, who knows what you can expect from him. I'm not as high on him as Nick Berlanski is at the tip of the iceberg podcast, where he thinks he's going to score 25. Again, that almost made me fell out of my chair on Tuesday when I had them on. Um, so I really have no idea what to expect with that line. I truly do not. I think it's just, you know, it's either going to be really good or it's going to be really bad. But, you know, Mike Sullivan likes to work with duos with his lines. Like, for example, Gensel and Crosby work well together. Um, Malkin and Rust is a duo. Uh, Carter, Kapanen, and then McGinn-Bluger. Those are like his main duos for his words. And then he likes to, you know, add another player who he feels is best next to those two players. And he's hoping at the start of the season, at least, that that player is Danton Heinen. Um, going to be really interested to see how that line is to start the year. I mean, you know, should be good, but, you know, there's a couple big question marks I have online, especially with Kaepernick. You know, is he going to play the way he played last year? Is Jeff Carter going to continue to regress a little bit? Is Denton Heinen going to score like he did last year? So I guess I really have three questions for that whole line. And then for McGinn, Haling, and Archibald, I think their biggest thing is, on uh, at least to start the season, if Blueger's not ready for the first two games, their biggest key for me, um, they just don't, I think Mike Sullivan wants that, the puck not to be in their de- the defensive zone when they're on the ice. He kind of wants them to, you know, not bleed chances against, have the puck in the offensive zone, maybe cycle a little bit, but just keep it pinned down there and then they can come back to the bench. And then, you know, the first line comes out and then they may do their damage. Second line does the same thing. Third line can contribute as well. I don't think he really sees the fourth line as a scoring line. He kind of just sees that as, you know, our checking line, we can throw them out there for like some, you know maybe some defensive zone shifts, but, you know, mainly some, how do I want to say this better? I guess. No, not as many defensive zone shifts, more so offensive zone shifts where, you know, the puck is not leaving the zone and they can just four check the heck out of you and keep it pinned down there. And, you know, that can tire the opposition out. I think that's what they're really hoping for with the four line a little bit different. You know, I kind of disagree with it, but you know, that's, that's what they're going for at least if you ask me. Um, so that wraps up this first... Actually, no, excuse me. That does not wrap up the first segment. Um, as for the special teams that you all will see tomorrow, top power play, same thing. Latang, Crosby, Malkin, Gensel, and Rust. Second unit will be Jeff Petrie, Ricard, Raquel, Jeff Carter, Jason Zucker, and Danton Um, Uger was getting some PK reps, which I will get to here in just a second. No surprises on the first power play. And then honestly, no surprises um, on the second power play. Jeff Petrie has been a pretty good power play quarterback throughout his career. Um not not, not I guess better on the second unit. And Montreal, Montreal was fine on the first unit, but you know if he's quarterback in your second unit, you know you're obviously doing um something pretty good. As for the PK, looks like the Varsity squad tomorrow, Ryan Paling, Brock McGinn, Brian Dumlin, Jan Ruta, second par- p- penalty kill unit, Kasperi captain, Josh Archibald, Marcus Pedersen, Pio Joseph, Blue Giroux rotating in with both. Um, you know, if I, if you're up to me, I'd replace McGinn with Kapan on that top uh, penalty killing unit. Um, if you're if you do all this stuff to experiment with Kapan on the penalty kill, just put him throw him to the wolves and put him on the varsity unit. I mean, I don't, I don't. I mean, I just feel like he should get the top minutes at first. If you're just gonna go out of your way to experiment with this in camp and preseason um, and all that, so I mean, that's 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 my opinion. As my door is starting to open here, is that Throny? I know you're trying to come in here, but you know. You're not going to come in here this time. But anyways, um, that will wrap up this first segment of today's episode. Coming up in the next segment, we're going to do a full preview for the game against the Coyotes and go into just how bad this Coyotes team is going to be this year. Now, before we get to our second segment, we're going to talk a full preview for the game against the Arizona Coyotes. And the numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. I know because I use Simply Safe in my own home. They protect you with cutting edge security technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. Now, with 24-7 professional monitoring, saves agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or can't be reached. They blanket your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. There's also HD security cameras for inside and outside your home, smart ways to detect motion that only alert you when a threat is Real. You can customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash talk on NHL. You can save 20% on your simply safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. That's visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL to learn more. There's no safe like simply safe. All right. I'm back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. You want to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter. Eleanor School Penguins and of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So, first game of the season, they will be playing Penguins, of course, <clears throat> the Arizona Coyotes, a team that let's face it, Gins, this will probably be one of the two worst teams in the league this year. This is a team that has a management group that has said we're gonna stink and we're going for Connor Bedard, who, for those that don't know, is the number one prospect in the 2023 NHL draft he's probably going to be a franchise player for whoever gets him. Likely it's going to be Chicago or Arizona. It could be someone else, but those are the two main favorites right now. This roster is horrific. So I'm looking at um, the athletics preview for the lines that they have. Clayton Keller on the first line, Barrett Hayton, Hayton, excuse me, Nick Schmaltz. Keller is their best player. He's someone who can put the puck in the back of the net. Also really good playmaker, good player in his defensive zone. He, He will probably be their point. And he will be their point leader this season. He's been good ever since he was drafted. Um, I like him a lot. Nick Schmaltz, also very underrated, <clears throat> uh, top nine forward. Don't like him on their first line, but you know, they kind of have no choice. Hayton, not a bad player too. Lawson Krause, Travis Boyd, Nathan Smith. I mean, when you have those three as your second line, you're not having a good time. Christian Fisher, Jack McBain, Nick Ritchie, Andrew Ladd, old friend Nick Bukestad on the fourth line, and yes, Zach Cassian. That forward group is awful. I mean, there is nothing to like about that forward group. On defense, um, Shane Gostisbehere, old Philadelphia Flyer. Um, Troy Stecher is back there. Patrick Nemeth, who was giving the Penguins a lot of gifts in the playoffs. Jacob Trickman is usually there, but he is hurt, so he will not be playing. Dyson Mayo will be. He's actually on their top pairing right now. Um, Honestly, I have no idea who he even is. That's the first time I've ever even heard of him. Josh Brown is on their uh, bottom pairing. And then um, Vecmelka is their starting goaltender. You know, he actually had a decent year last year, funny enough. And then I have no idea who their backup goaltender is. Um, This is a game that the Penguins should win. Now, I'm not going to go out here and say they're definitely going to win it because I don't want to jinx myself and put a big fat L on my forehead. But, you know, this is a team that's in the Coyotes that's very vulnerable. They had awful numbers last year. If you go to natural stat trick and you look at, you know, for all 82 games last year, the Coyotes, they got out-attempted. They only had 44% of the shot attempts per 60 at even strength. They also only had 41% of the actual goals for at even strength last season, 42% of the expected goals for at even strength last season, 43% of the scoring chances for last season. Just making sure I have that. And then, Um, yeah, yeah. like everything is in the low forties. This team is awful and they are probably going to lose, excuse me, like well over 50 games this year or something like that. Um, so those are the lines that the Coyotes have been running, at least in practice for the most part, you know, Chikrin, obviously, um is not in I'm looking at the left wing lock right now funny enough Patrick Nemeth is actually on their top pairing with Choice Thatcher and then St. Goss is Bear and Mayo are on their second pairing and then <clears throat> Moser is on their third pairing so when you have Patrick Nemeth <clears throat> on your first pairing you know it's going to be a bad time for you to say the least so yeah this is again a game that penguins should win a team that's not good that's going to lose probably well over 55 games this season going for Connor Bedard um they're for god's sakes they're playing in a college arena this year because their arena situation out in the desert is just so awful um so yeah i mean that's basically what i have for you all with this preview you know the biggest thing is you know they're weak defensively put a lot of pucks on that Vejmelka for he had a decent season last year but he's not a world beater they should be able to put <clears throat> if I had to guess at least three to four goals on him tomorrow for the home opener, maybe the penguins come out looking a little stagnant. You know, the vibe check will be back in full force. We'll have to see how they look for the first five minutes, but even if if they look kind of in those first five minutes, you know, that should, that eh should be enough to beat the coyotes of all teams. The schedule is going to get a lot tougher after that, especially with Tampa Bay coming on Saturday. They have the Western Canada road trip. Um, Right before Halloween and stuff, which I I believe that's actually a a six-game road trip with Columbus in there, and then the end of it is Seattle. They they put that one in there too. So it's really important here for the Penguins to get off to a good start because you know even after the Tampa game, I'm just going to you know double check the schedule here for you all. Um, You know they have Montreal on Monday, very winnable game. They have the Kings, winnable game because it's at home. And then they have the road trip with Columbus and then the Western Canada. Then they have Boston, Buffalo, Seattle. So they do have a lot of winnable games <clears throat> to start the season, but it's also tough because a lot of these games are on the road. They do not play many home games at all to start the season. But, you know, they have a great opportunity to start 1-0. You know, that's obviously the task here. And I would kind of be a little surprised if they did not win this game. Um, they Actually, you know, the Coyotes gave them a little bit of trouble at times. Last season, some of those games, a couple of those games were actually, you know, really entertaining. I think it was the game in the desert. Um, I <clears throat> it was one-nothing Arizona going into the third period. And the Penguins were able to win that. They scored a few goals in the third period to finally pull away. But you know, that was when Scott Wedgwood was just, you know, playing his tail off for them. And I think the game in Pittsburgh, you know, the Coyotes were actually um up by a goal or two a couple of times where the Penguins had to really turn on the Afterburners. And then win that game. So um, Penguins won both games last year, but you know, the Coyotes gave them a fight. So I don't think they're going to back down. Obviously, as players, they're not going to attempt to lose. But this is still a team that's going to lose a lot of games. They're trying to tank for the number one overall pick. And again, the Penguins should win. I've repeated myself five thousand times now. I'm sorry about that. But you know, off underlying numbers last year, when you have tr- freaking <laughs> when you have Patrick Nemeth on your top pairing with uh, Jacob Renown and you have Travis Boyd and Lawson Krause in your top six and Nathan Smith and Barrett Hayton. Um, you're just set up for a bad time, you know. So um, that wraps up this preview segment for today's episode. Coming up in the final segment, I'm going to get into um, a lot of my NHL predictions for this season. I know the season just got started, but I'm going to go into who I have my as my playoff teams um, <clears throat> and all that jazz with my standings predictions as well. So stick around for that coming up in the final segment. All right, I'm back here on this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. You're going to follow me on Twitter, Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter, at Penguins. And, of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So here are my standing predictions for the NHL season. For the Metro, I've been saying this a lot recently. I do not think this division is that good. You have the top three teams in there, Carolina, New York, and Pittsburgh. Washington, I think, should still make the playoffs, even though I'm not as high on them. Then you have the bottom four teams who I don't you don't really know what to expect. That, well, Columbus and Philadelphia, I think, are gonna be really bad. Well, actually, no, Columbus and Philadelphia, excuse me. Philadelphia, I think, and the Islanders are not gonna be really good this year. People some people are higher on the Islanders than me, but I just don't see it. You know, Barry Trotz is what made what made that um drink stir. Well, I mean, he stirred the drink there, I should say. Um, and you know, maybe Lane Lambert surprises me, but right now um i just don't see if philadelphia is obviously going to be bad new jersey i think they're going to take a little bit of a step forward but for people saying that they're going to finish top four i don't see it. i still don't trust their goaltending like jack hughes a lot like nico Heesh here um yes for brad is obviously back to they. dougie hamilton should have a better year um but i just don't see that big jump just yet from them so Carolina at the top uh, pittsburgh at two rangers three capitals four so those are my four playoff teams from there. The Atlantic, I have the same four from last year. I actually have Toronto at the top. Um, I think they are going to win the Atlantic this year. Um, <clears throat> no, I have Florida right at that two uh, two spot, Tampa Bay at three, and then Boston at four. I think Boston's going to do enough to squeak in. I, I I like their team this year a lot, even though they have a lot of injuries to start the year with, especially to McAvoy and Marshawn, but they're deep on defense. Their forward group is really good. Um, and, you know, I think Jim Montgomery is, you know, he's not Bruce Cassidy, but I think he's going to have something to prove this year because this is the first time he's coached um, or been a head coach, I should say, in um, since, I believe, 2019. So um, I have those four teams making. I do think Ottawa and Detroit are going to take some big steps this year, but I still think for them, they're a year or two away from making some damage um, in the playoff picture. Going to the Western Conference, I have obviously Colorado winning the Central. They are still a buzzsaw. I honestly have them going back to the Stanley Cup Final um, this year. Uh, number two, I have the Minnesota Wild. A couple of people tell me, some of my buddies, that they were saying that they think Minnesota's going to miss. I don't see that at all. Um, Kirill Kaprizov is incredible. Ryan Hartman had a good year last year. Matt Zuccarello, Matt Dumba, Mark um, Spurgeon's really good. I think Florida should be a bit better. I don't think he's going to be as bad as he was last year. don't think he's going to be as good as his Vesna year. And, you know, I think Garrett is going to try to go out and get another impact forward at some point. I think that Fiala trade um, definitely weakens them. But, you know, I think this is still a dangerous team. Boldy is going to have another strong year. Marco Rossi made the team. If you don't know who he is, you can check out um, how he had a really bad bout with COVID. Um, just a year or two ago, and you know, just thank god he's healthy now. Um, at number three, I have the Dallas Stars, really like them coming into this year. Sagan, Ben is still kicking, Jason Robertson, Rupe, Hens, M- M- Miro, Hiskinen. Um, all those guys are just incredible. And Jake Ottinger, if he lives up to how he played in the playoffs against the Flames when he was like 950, the Stars are going to be just fine. Peter DeBoer, I know he's kind of a meh coach but he usually gets results out of his teams within the first year or two of coaching them. So I think they're going to make the playoffs this year. Number four, I have the national predators. Um, Duchesne had a strong year last year. Johansson was good. Um, Forsberg also was awesome. Thank God he signed back there because that would have been a big loss. If you didn't, you know, Roman Yossi had one of the best seasons for a defenseman that we've ever seen, you know, and UC Soros is one of the best goaltenders. In hockey. I think as long as he's healthy, they will make the playoffs. St. Louis, I have missing actually, I'm just not that high on them. I mean, yeah, they're a veteran group. Yeah. They got to the second round of the playoffs last year, but you know, they lost i not sold on Bennington, you know, their defense outside of Pareko, I think to me is a bit weak on um, the four group to me. I mean, I know I like Thomas. I like Buchnevich, O'Reilly's still there. Charasenko had a good year last year, but you know, how much does O'Reilly still have left in the tank? This is his final year of his contract. Charasenko also going to the final year of his contract. Um, I don't know. I mean, Cairo, obviously, good player, too. But, you know, I, I think those four teams that I have ahead of them are, I, I like a little bit better depth-wise and defensive uh, defensively, too. Um, below them, Winnipeg, Chicago, and Arizona. Um onto the Pacific, um, I have the... just making sure who I had uh, winning that division. Yeah, uh, the Flames, I, they're, they're going to be really good this year. You know, credit to them. They could have just said, you know, well, we're going to just... We're going to be bad this year. Kachuk and Goudreau gone. Who cares? Nope. Brad Living's like, I don't believe in that. Goes out and gets Jonathan Huberto and Mackenzie Weger to replace those two. Um, the, the Flames are going to be good. Um, Dar- it's a very Daryl Sutter-like team. They will be a tough out in the West. I think uh, my number two team, I have Los Angeles Kings. Kevin Fiala is going to be really good for them this year. It's time for him to live up to that contract. He you know, did a great job in Minnesota. You know, either riding shotgun to Kaprizov, or on his own line. It's time to see what he can do. Um, you know, away from Kaprizov and you know, in, in a different environment in Los Angeles. Um, Jonathan Quick, Cal Peterson, in, in Net, and then Drew Doughty. If he has another strong year again this year, that would pay dividends. He actually had a great year last year. His metrics were the best um, that he's had in the last three to four years. And then Kopitar, Kempe, um, I follow Quentin Byfield. It's time, it's time for him to shine. A lot of good pieces in Los Angeles. Um, I have Vancouver making the playoffs as well. I, I really like the Bruce Bozaro effect. I think Thatcher Demko is a strong candidate to be a Vesna finalist. He is a very underrated goaltender, and someone who I think, um, again, he's he's flying under the radar a lot. And you know, Besser, Pedersen, Quinn Hughes, Bo Horvat, a lot of really good Gar- Garland, of course. Um, their top six is absolutely loaded. Their depth maybe not as much, but. I really like that top six there um, in Vancouver. And I think the Boudreaux effect is really, really real. And then I have the Oilers. Um, I have them getting in. You know, I I mean, McDavid and Dry What else can you say about them? They're two amazing players. Mike Smith is gone. Jack Campbell, a little bit of a risk. He had kind of a tail of two seasons last year. First half looked like a Vesna finalist. Second half looked like a replacement level goalie. Which version of him you're going to get? I think that's the big question for that. Defensively, you know, Duncan Keith is retired, but you know, Evan Bouchard is there. Um, uh, I'm just trying. I'm trying to think of. Oh, um, uh, it's not. It's not Bouchard. It's um. If I can. Oh my God. I, I actually feel like disgusted with myself that I am forgetting this player. If I can just go to their pre- preview here on um. The athletic. This this is actually embarrassing. Darnell Nurse. Good lord. Uh, I, I I usually never forget his name, but you know Nugent Hopkins. He's still there too. Hyman's a good player. Yarvey, I'm surprised he's still there. Evander Kane. I know he's a piece of piece of work off the ice. I'm not going to cuss, of course, but on the ice, you know, is a good player. Um, Dylan Holloway. Good rookie. Matthias Janmark is there. Warren Vogel, Derek Ryan. Um, I think they should. You know. They should make the playoffs this year. I think Vegas is going to miss by the skin of their teeth. Still, wouldn't surprise me if they did get in though. Then my Stanley Cup pick. Um, I think Colorado is going to repeat. I said this on my Tuesday episode. I, take give me the Panthers. I think a lot of people were disrespecting them coming into this season. I think they do come out of the East this year. That's maybe a hot take for me, but I love the Kachuk addition. I think they found out that they really need to figure out. I don't want to say this. I think they found out what it takes to win in the playoffs last year that was kind of like they're welcome to the playoffs moment got scared from a veteran court in the capitals then you just get bullied by big brother in your own state they're going to take that personally you have a new coach coming in spencer knight i think is gonna be really good this year i think he's gonna take over the starting job maybe halfway through the season and you no know, barkov ekblad kachak all these guys you know they, they are going to be a force this season and I think a lot of people are sleeping on them. Um, I say that, you know, defensively, definitely a little weak outside of that. I mean, Gustav Rosling's a pretty good player though. I don't really like Radko Gudes or Mark Stahl, Brandon Montour, but you know, forward wise, again, for Hagee, Reinhardt, Duclair, Bennett, Barkov, Kachuk, Lundell, uh, Ryan Lomberg, They're taking a nice flyer on Colin White. That's a good move. I thought um, this team is in it to win it again. And I think they're going to make some, a lot of noise in the playoffs this year, but that will do it for today's episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. Let me know what your NHL predictions are um, in the comments on YouTube or you can DM me and stuff. But, again, tomorrow's episode will be a full game recap of the game against the Arizona Cowboys. We'll have to see if the Penguins are able to get to 1-0 and going into Game 2 on Saturday against the Tampa Bay Lightning. So that does it for this one. Hope you all enjoy listening to it, and I'll be back on uh, Thursday.